Welcome to Let's Play Arcade. The show is simple. You have two best friends talking about a randomly selected Apple Arcade game, drinking a new random beer, and then shooting some shit at the end. Tonight's game is Cricket Through the Ages. My name is John, and with me is my best friend, Derek. Derek, how are you? Oh my gosh, I'm so good. Um, me too. I don't I know why like I'm so good. it's been forever. It's been a little while. Lots happened. Not that much has yeah, happened for, for me. Well, I feel like you, a, lot, a lot has happened for me. I've yeah. been traveling all over. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to hearing about it. So that's why that's yeah. why I'm excited because, you know, <laughs> there's been some stuff I've been wanting to ask and I haven't asked it because I'm like, let's wait for this. And then I forgot exactly. what I wanted to ask you probably. So. Well, you'll remember by the end. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, before we dive into the game, let's talk about what beer we have. You can start. Yeah. So today's beer for myself is actually truly random because I did not pick it. I, I like have been putting off, putting off, putting off. I got to go to the store. Got to go to the store. Got to go to the store. Today came. I hadn't gone to the store, and I was like, Michaela, can you please go get me some beer? Yeah, for my show tonight. Um, so she, uh, oh, it's gonna be an interesting one. So Vancouver Island Brewing, um, nice. <laughs> a classic Another Vancouver brewery. Island brewery. <laughs> uh, it is a Nanaimo Bar Porter. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I porters are like. Uh, I don't know. I don't. They they kind of have a weird aftertaste that I'm not super into most of the time. Nanaimo bar is probably my favorite thing on the planet. But is it I, actually? Oh, I love Nanaimo bars so much. I love wow. good Nanaimo bars so much. If it's a bad Nanaimo bar, it's like still pretty so f- good. But like, I don't like the nuts and shit. For people who don't know what Nanaimo bars are, you should explain it quickly. I don't know. It's like a famous dessert from Nanaimo where it's like you got some sort of chocolate thing on top. You got some sort of yellow stuff in the middle and you got like a, I don't know, another chocolate thing on the bottom. I don't know how to like I've never looked into them. Well, I think if you kind of describe it as like take a big slab of butter and then put a stick a piece of like chocolate mm, on is the it top butter? Is it? It's not just butter, it's is it? Like, no, but it's like 80 percent butter. And it's good. But it, I, they're good. Yeah. Like this conversation is making me realize how little I know about Nanaimo bars, but uh, I've consumed many and uh, they're they're pretty much my favorite thing. That said, I also love banana bread. And that was a terrible, terrible beer in like the first episode that we did. So I yes. am worried about this. <laughs> uh, well, it's awesome that it's random. Yes. Um, I have one and I am trying really hard not to do local breweries. So I got one from... That's why you were um, traveling was to, to seek yeah, out, <laughs> to seek out a non-local brew. Seeking out brews. Um, yeah, I can't even say the name, actually. It's Ho Garden, but it's like German, I think. Yep. And it's a wheat beer Ooh. brewed with coriander and orange peel. That sounds delicious. It does sound really good. And it's uh, original Belgian wheat mm. beer. I love I love wheat beers. Is it Does it say wheat beer or like wit beer on it? It says wheat beer. Oh, okay. Uh they're just like very like it's like a light taste and yeah, I don't think I've had one and if I have I, I think you're really going to enjoy this one. I think it is. I have a fact as well. I have a beer fact. Okay. Simple one, really simple one. Uh frosty glasses will cause your beer to foam apparently, which is like nobody wants yeah. a foamy beer. No. Which is interesting no. cuz I I feel like I love the idea of a frosty glass like like right well, now I'm picturing beer. like it's going to A&W and and, yeah. and you've got the frosty delicious root beer and like the like kind of ice film from the inside like breaks off into the The root beer is so much better in a frosty. It's glass. so much better. And yeah. and I remember like having frosty like plastic frosty mugs as a like a kid in my house and I am now realizing that I don't know why I don't as an adult. <laughs> and I I think I'm going to actually like that's you should, I think you that my quality of that. life could could grow like could increase rapidly if I made that happen it makes sense i'm gonna ask alexa about it later okay <laughs> I, uh, mine mine actually one of the main ingredients after hops is coriander and dried orange peel what is coriander i don't know <laughs> do you know i oh i know what an animal bar is based on the description on this beer though okay uh so once voted canada's favorite confection there are few things more island than the nanaimo bar decadent and sweet featuring flavors of graham cracker chocolate coconut and vanilla oh this is just about the beer this dessert porter is our homage to the world famous treat from edith adams 1953 prize cookbook is that the origin of the nanaimo bar i feel like that's always been like a controversy uh i think so yeah it's here this just in coriander is a spice ah okay produced it's a plant okay well let's uh cheers bud let's, let's do it up. does not smell like nanaimo bar the other one smelled like banana bread mine is very good yours is really good um my i don't really know it does not taste like nanaimo bar at all oh 
Like, um, hold on, I'm gonna have another sip. Like, not even. It just tastes like a we- like a normal beer. I <laughs> so so I am. Yeah, so I am actually happy about that because I was not looking forward to like a, ban- a Nanaimo bar version of the banana bread beer, and it's not. It's just a regular old beer. So it's uh, I'm into it. Hmm. Uh, like wheat beers are like my favorite kind of beers, actually. Yeah, this is this is very good. Yeah. Um, that being said, I have to say, and I was thinking about this the other day because I was having a beer. Do you think, even in the time we've been recording, you are enjoying beer more than you did when we started? I think that I am, and I I didn't. I didn't like not have beer before. Like if I would go to a restaurant with friends or whatnot, I would usually order a beer versus like a, like I would order a beer typically versus like a cocktail. And I think the reason for that is like the volume of liquid that you get. You know, if mm-hmm. I have one cocktail, I'm done it in two sips and I'm going to need another one just because I'm thirsty and water doesn't exist apparently. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I would usually go for like a beer of sorts. But aside from that, and I, that said, I still don't really drink it outside of recording the podcast unless I'm going specifically to dinner. So, like, I don't grab a beer when I get home from work or something like that. No. no me either. I'm not there yet either. But I feel like I, I dis-enjoy them less. <laughs> less. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh, cricket through the ages. Before I, before we get into this, how much did you know about cricket before playing this game? Very little. How much did you know about cricket after playing this game? Uh... I'm Even less. Probably less. Less. <laughs> I know okay. less about cricket. I just wanted to see uh, if you were on the same page as me. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, what did you think? Well, let me talk. Let me. I, but I, just so you know, I yeah. have been very excited to know what you think about this game. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me describe this game first. Yes. Uh, yes. So in Cricket Through the Ages, you're going to swing bats and throw balls through the intertwined histories of humankind and cricket in this one-button, physics-driven game. Over a thousand years ago, the human race teetered on the edge of extinction. Our ancestors were helpless against the mighty behemoths of the land. And then salvation, the game of cricket, was invented. Go alone or take a friend on a journey through the rich and exquisitely accurate history of cricket in Cricket Through the Ages. Enjoy cricket through the miracle of a simple one-button slash touch control scheme. Play through six unique game modes solo or against a friendly rival and supports Game Center and all compatible game controllers. I love the description for this for this it is like it's it's very over the top like some of them have been but i feel like it's like fitting i don't know it's i i don't hate it this time yeah and i this is a weird game because it's like (laughs) i was almost just gonna be like what constitutes a video game which is an argument that you know very well (laughs) based on half the games we played but like the description said you're really only pressing or holding one button so in fact you you do even less than in a lot of these other games that you've complained about it's so stupid this game is so stupid and so funny (laughs) and so fun um i had a lot of fun with it it's very short though like it's you probably are open to close in like less than two hours maybe two hours and i did not it's got almost no replayability i feel like yeah is is Mm -hmm. part of it there but every moment that i was in this game i like was enjoying it and and it like it changes things up often enough because it again is taking it like take is taking you through history basically so you start out as you're like a caveman and then i don't i don't even remember how you like you're taking on dinosaurs somehow and then (laughs) that turns into this like cricket game that they're playing and uh but yeah it's also it's also i literally don't think like for instance oh I was watching net, the Netflix original series Sex Education, uh, mm-hmm. and it's like a UK series. So there's like like at one point they're playing cricket. I had yeah. already finished this game, and I did not realize at that point that in actual cricket, the ball like you throw the ball at the ground and then it bounces up. Uh, yeah. And I and I like I was watching the show and I was like, what the heck is happening? And then that's apparently cricket, but I had no idea. I think the only similarity is that there's a ball. Well, and there's that little like, and sometimes there isn't even a ball. So. <laughs> sometimes you're a knight and you have a sword, yeah, and sometimes the exactly. queen is trying to kill you, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just this absurd. And it's you know like when we were last last episode when we drew this game and when we were talking about you know what we thought of the look of it based on the App Store page, you know it looked like this weird like quop type game, and yep. and I think that it it in a lot of ways is an homage to quop in that like it's got these janky physics and everything is dumb and and you're just like it's just totally ridiculous it's not hard like quop was though like 
like I felt I still 10 years later <laughs> feel accomplished for <laughs> having completed that. This was just like a fun couple of hours type thing. Yeah. And I appreciate that it's got local multiplayer on a on an iPhone game as well. Um, yep. I did not try Anywhere. that local multiplayer, but I wanted to several times. How, what were your what are your what are your initial impressions of this game? Uh, my initial impressions are that it's fucking hilarious. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was funny. Wow, I did not expect you to like this game. I don't know why. I, I don't think it's much of a game. <laughs> oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> but I think it's fun. <laughs> Oh, my God. I mean, I played this game like you for probably two and a half, three hours. And at this point, I'm not sure that what I was doing even mattered because the controls (laughs) are so random. And bad. And I I don't think that I'm any better than I was when I started. I I kept trying to, like, think to myself, you know, maybe if I just time it right and I just – it just never seemed to matter. Yeah. And so I'm not sure the actual controls of the game really matter. I disagree with that because I definitely feel like, like, well, and it's weird because, for instance, earlier on in the game, it seems like when you lose, mm-hmm. I think it's when you lose, it's like, oh, here's like a power up kind of, or you can like buy a different type of ball or whatever. And then it's just kind of inserted randomly into the, excuse, yeah. excuse me, into the rounds that you're playing. But I actually found that disadvantageous for a lot of it because the more ball types of balls you have, the less predictable it is. And the more like each ball has like, you know, obviously a football has different physics than a basketball, which has different physics from a bowling ball and all this other shit that you get, um, which are all, you know, legal cricket items. Uh, yeah. (laughs) And, and so then I would be like, Oh shit. Like, I don't know what the best release point for this type of ball is. Whereas if I get this ball, it seemed a bit easier type thing. So I feel like it definitely, I definitely got used to it, but then like weird shit would happen. Like you'd be giant or it'd be slow motion. Like it just throws completely random shit at you all of the time. And you have no control over it. No idea it's coming, but that's also like super charming. I think. Yeah. Like I, I, like I said, I liked it. The game was super ridiculous. Um, It should just be called throw some, shit until someone <laughs> dies um but it was really fun and it was super random like yeah. all of a sudden like we haven't even touched on like you know all of a sudden you're driving a space shuttle and it has <laughs> you know you're having to keep the space shuttle going up straight or else it blows oh, yeah. up and it's completely unrelated to other parts of the game but it was fun well it's, it's related to history though you know yeah it's a um, game. It's a it's a sport and a history lesson. This one, yeah. And like I said, it was just super funny. Mm-hmm. Um, like like there's this one part where it talks about football mobs, and then a big mob comes in, and they've got soccer balls stuck to their feet, and you're like, <laughs> they're coming at you, and you have to try and hit them off. Yeah. Like, just so random. And you know, the World War level was oh, probably one of the harder ones. That was but cool. Hilarious. Though. Yeah, that one I was like playing. Um, I was like laying in bed playing it when Michaela was like trying to sleep because she had like an early shift the next day and she's just mm-hmm. like what the hell are you doing and then she ended up just like watching <laughs> me play because it's just like like to from an outside outside perspective i mean it's ridiculous having played through to get to that point and then like aren't you playing a game about cricket like why is there a war like yeah oh, <laughs> like sure. that sort exactly. of thing but then also like from an outside perspective having not seen the rest of it or how you even get there it's like what the hell is going on i think the game well, I, I just wrote in my note. It's not related to cricket at all, really. It's just how to like it's, it's yeah. how to hit someone, and yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was awesome. I, you thought I would hate it though, which is hilarious. I, I I had to like it because I've hated practically every game. So, and I don't know why I thought that you would hate it. I thought that you know you'd be like, well, you know, I like a game should have multiple buttons and or something like that. Um, but I do, I do think game is a generous word for this, this application, but <laughs> it's um, like a, that does that's it, a running, that does, that's a running trend that we have going yeah, on here. So <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I, that being said, I still think, you know, I still think people should try it out and have yeah. a good time with it. It's the perfect thing to have on your phone to pop in and pop out of. Yeah. Um, because really each level is just ha- deliberately unrelated. Well, and, and that's a good point because you can very like, in the two weeks or whatnot, whatnot that I was playing it, 
if I had five minutes, I would often find myself jumping into it. Whereas a lot of these other games that we've been playing, I would have like I feel I would feel like that wasn't enough time, and I needed to dedicate mm-hmm. a bigger chunk to it. But this is like yeah. a perfect game to jump in and out of for five minutes. Yes, and to build on the hilarious randomness of it, I thought the game was extremely well done. You know, the music was great. Oh, it's hilarious. Sound effects yeah. were great, and yeah. that narration made the game. Well, and it's obviously like it has to be like a. And like a New Zealand, it just, I was like, this is like super New Zealandy or something like yeah. that. And I don't know if it actually is, and maybe people would be very offended by that. But I was it's like, like his... <laughs> I was like, these could be like this could be like the flight of the Concords guys like doing this type thing. Like, yeah, well, and it's kind of like David Attenborough narrating Quop, like totally, just so random. Um, and just the design of the game was super cute how it introduced itself and how the little cut scenes with the narrator like i just thought that was all very charming and um from that perspective i very much liked it and would recommend it uh this game is not a game in terms of like (laughs) there's no score you know there's no like racking up a high score really that i could gather you're right no there's not it's just like you well because it's presented as like cups basically and so you choose a team uh and then you have to beat a certain number of other teams which is basically just like killing them before they kill you but in the rare instance that you do hit the cricket ball or whatever it's called or the football or whatever (laughs) ball you're using at any given time uh if you do hit it like off screen you get extra points for that for actually excuse me for actually hitting it that's true Yes, and then there's like a weird little like stick structure behind each player to get them out. And if you, yeah, if you can knock over that structure either with the ball or by like killing the other person and having them <laughs> fall into it, then the ball gets like turned over to your team if you're like the one that's pitching type thing. So there is some strategy to it there. It, like I, I think at least to start, and it's so random, probably a lot throughout the whole playthrough. I, I like I lost just as much as I won. Because it is so freaking random. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I that's the thing is I'm not sure that I'm any better than I was yeah. when I started. Yeah. I, I never really got to the point where I could consistently release a ball at the same time. <laughs> well, and then there was like, because if, like, if you tap, you kind of walk forward a little bit or you kind of like shuffle yeah. a little bit. But if you, and so you can like sometimes tap a few times, but now it's like, oh, you know, your balance is off and you're going to fall down. So then it's like, oh, now I'm going to hold to try to whip the ball before I like fall fully and (laughs) rinse and repeat that. But it's like, you want to walk forward a lot of the time because if the other guy's ball hits you, you might fall back and knock over your like gate. And then now, now I have to pitch versus batting, which is batting is when you get the most points. So like, it's, it's very complicated, this cricket thing. Yeah. Um, You mentioned earlier, you didn't think it had a lot of replayability. So you don't think you'd go in and play it anymore? I well, and I've tried. I've gone back to it. Um, you know, I probably stopped playing it. I don't know a little while ago, but I've tried to go back to it several times, and it seems like so the end end game is this thing called Quantum Cricket, which is just like I can't even really describe it. Like it's even more random <laughs> than the randomness of the regular game. Like sometimes you're like a lobster, and then you're fighting a dinosaur, and then like there's. Just I like I don't even I can't even remember. There's so, so much random crap, um, and I feel like that mode's <laughs> not super fun after like the five minutes where you're like, oh, this is so silly, and like the novelty kind of wears off. And I guess you can go back and play the regular modes again. You can, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's it's a game that if it is a game, even you know, it's that's still up in the air. <laughs> but <laughs> it is a game where like it it stays. And it exists for the perfect amount of time. Like, I feel like if they had thrown another couple of cups in there or something like the charm, and because it's so simple at the same time, like it can only really hold your attention for so long, that charm yeah. would have started to wear off had it lasted too much longer. And so I feel like yeah, I really appreciated it as this perfect little package. And I've tried to go back and and after a few minutes, I'm like, eh, like, it's okay. I don't need to play this anymore, which is fine. Um, but yeah, yeah, I did not feel like it had a lot of replayability. Well, it's interesting because I think this is the type of game where you might have assumed it would have gotten flack for being too short. But I like I think you're right. If it was much longer, then you would just kind of get tired of... Yeah, and then not see the end through. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, 
like half of the time I felt like like it is very fun. Half the time I was like, oh, I just need to beat this guy and then I'll get to see what's next like type type yes. thing, right? Uh, yeah, and so yeah. I, I don't know that you would have seen, you know, the deep, deep story <laughs> through um, had it been too much longer and had you got bored of it. That said, I, replayability wise, I could see myself and it, I've wanted to try playing it with Michaela, for instance, and it's just not worked out. Um, mm. but I feel like playing the multiplayer would be quite fun. And I, multiple times I was like, I wish I just had online multiplayer cause I would love to play against John, uh, in this yeah. game right now type thing. That would, that would definitely add some replayability. Totally. Yeah. It's such a like fast, like each round is like a second or two seconds long yeah. though. So like, like, I don't know how well it would work online. Like if there is any delay type thing, cause it just seems like, I mean, and then it would just seem like you're just losing, but <laughs> uh, like, would you even notice that that somebody's yeah, like know. leg is affecting you that much? I don't know. The game is too random. <laughs> uh, did you just play it on your phone, or did you try it on anything else? Just on my phone. I feel like I every <laughs> every time we do like a an episode, I'm like, oh, this one I'm going to play on other things, and yeah. and then I don't, and I don't know why. But uh, just on the phone, uh, and it's it's pretty much perfect on the phone because it is so simple control wise. And there's not even like, you know, we talk about one button. There's not like a button to press. You just press the screen type thing. Yeah. And, and, and it, that, because it's, there's nothing else to confuse it with. It just works in that way. So nothing felt intrusive. Like everything felt visible at all times. Um, yeah, I feel like it was perfectly suited to whatever. And, and, you know, this is one of the few games I think could also work on like an Apple TV. If you are just using the Apple TV remote, um, I think that that would even work there. That's a very valid point, which most games would be just a nightmare. Yeah. Well, cause it's basically one big button, a lot of buttons. It's a lot of buttons yeah uh well that's awesome um so if if you you would recommend then i i would, I would 100 percent recommend it i was just thinking like i wonder how because part of its charm is how stupid it is and how humorous it is i wonder kind of how old you have to be to appreciate <laughs> it for instance like i don't yeah. know if you hand this game to a kid like a 10 year old or something i don't know that they would get as much out of it as like a 20 year old type thing would. they just don't have the depth of humor that we do yeah yeah well and it's <laughs> it, i don't know like it's funny to say that because the humor is stupid but it is stupid that's why i'm making that joke but it's not like it's like smart stupid though like it's not stupid stupid is it? <laughs> i think You're so just seeing someone get hit in the head and die no but like not that like like the he, real humor is in like the setting and like the the hit you know history that it tries to give you and the narration and everything like that and i feel like uh, that i don't know i feel like that could be lost on some people it's very dry in its humor which is great because that's like my favorite type of humor that's true yeah very valid yeah but i think everyone should download it like it's so yeah it's so cool it's so funny it's so dumb but it's so fun for that two hour you know you got a ferry ride like a you know you're you're that's a very specific thing to this side of the 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 continent i think but you know you're taking that ferry it's about two hours long you sit on that ferry you open and close this game you never need to play it again you had a blast for that two hour period of time yeah very true Mm -hmm. i i totally agree and i'm stoked to have another game that i didn't hate so (laughs) where every like maybe we can get like a little run going and then like you know if you're fit you could be 50 50 one day yeah yeah <laughs> pretty good wouldn't right. it that would be pretty I feel, good uh, every time i like we draw a game i'm just like please just be a good game that i like well then like i feel like half the time i read the title and you're just like <sighs> like you're like i don't even need to play let's just let's just talk what about is it that, right what now. is that saying about like I, like the platform and everything like i like i am not it's just saying you're pessimistic but i'm not though and i do enjoy most video games so i don't know if that's true based on the data that we have available to us <laughs> well if we played fucking games and we've played several how many xbox games uh we played three games for xbox game passengers together is that correct and you'd like uh, two? we played hunter like call of them. the wilds we played Elder Scrolls Online, which I would love to get back into, and yes. we played uh, Blair, Blair Witch. So you did like two out of three of those games. Oh, we played four. I also played the Alien game, which I also. Oh, liked. you did also play the so, Alien game. So that's three out of four, and that's that. I feel like that's a normal ratio. That's pretty good. That's a great ratio. And the Hunter game was fucking shit. So I'm not even anyone <laughs> else would look at that and be like, "Yeah, that makes sense." The craziest thing is the Hunter game is the only game that I've had people come back to me and be like, "I really love this Hunter game." <laughs> so I know. Maybe we screwed up with yeah. that. Yeah, but 
here we go. Um, next game. Yeah, let you me draw. draw? Uh, while I load this app, did like your kids or anything try this one out? Sometimes they're like, yes. yeah. Yes, Autumn played the whole game. She loved it. She loved it. Okay, so maybe so, I was wrong about uh, like. Did she think it was funny? Maybe I was wrong. Yeah, about but she's the got a funny aspect. sense of humor though. She does. And she's fourteen. Yeah. So I, I think you know you said ten, which I was thinking to myself about my ten year old, and I think you have a valid point. Yeah. That my ten year old probably wouldn't get it as much as my fourteen year old did, but yeah. she, the, my Autumn, my fourteen year old really liked it. Well, and I feel like if if you know, for say that say a 10 year old, like if they're not really into the humor, if the gameplay is interesting enough, you know, maybe they would stick. I think they would just enjoy trying to hit someone with a rock in the head. Yeah. I don't think the gameplay and the mechanics, I don't think they're interesting enough. Like I think the story and the gameplay, they intertwine so well. And if you're not really Mm -hmm. into one, you're not, the other is not going to be enough for you. Right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Cool. So next episode, we are playing Lego Builder's Journey. Can't go wrong with can't go wrong with Lego. So Lego games are usually pretty good. I you know yes. I've enjoyed the Lego Star Wars games. I've enjoyed Indiana Jones. I don't think I played Indiana Jones. They've given oh, a lot of too. them away for free with like Xbox Live. Um, yeah. So, uh, what else? Uh, Lego City Undercover. That was like a Wii U game. That was really good. Now this is not Lego Brawl. Right, because that is this is not Lego Bros. That's a different Apple Arcade game. This game looks like you're like I don't know. It's like kind of puzzly, and you're building stuff. I remember it came out like a couple of months ago, and I remember sending it to you because it looks really neat. Um, Mm. I don't know. It almost has like a Monument Valley ish look. I think. Uh, Nice. Yeah, but that's that's the next game. That that'll be uh, my third one that I like. Let's hope. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Well, and you like you're more into Lego than I am as a person as well. Um, definitely yeah. I don't know why I never like I never really had it as a kid did you have Lego as a kid I did yeah I had like connects and it was stupid connects are the like garbage they're so dumb but then on the commercials they look so cool because people are building they, like roller coasters and like cool shit but you need have, like, like eight thousand dollars yeah, worth of I, I, I was just gonna say you need like a thousand dollars worth to get anything close to that and then even if you had that like how you're a fucking little kid how are you gonna do that you're yeah, not it's like it's like engineering yeah oh yeah like yeah. yeah no i i love lego as a kid and uh i mean even now i mean what was it a year ago i, I got the saturn 5 yes. which was fantastic yeah and um still actually, still daughter, trying to convince saya to get you that millennium falcon yeah the big one the very very big one that'd be oh sick. the other one would just go right in the trash like yeah what what is this <laughs> what is this medium size but <laughs> this this only has 1000 pieces <laughs> um yeah no that would be very very cool and have you done Lego as an adult? Like, have you done I'm any not. big sets? No, I've not. Yeah, oh, you should. I think it would be it's fun. fun. Yeah, I, I think it would be kind of like, I don't know, like uh, calming in a way, meditative. It is. It is. Well, yeah. the day she got me the Saturn V for my birthday. Because you built it, you spent like a whole day on it, right? Like, Yeah, a, so yeah. we, exactly. We had booked the day off both from work and we just sat there drinking alcohol and building a rocket together for the whole day with some music playing it was just yeah. awesome yeah it was super chill and and uh meditative is a good word it was just yeah. it was just nice and relaxing yeah. and i would super recommend that you should you should definitely give it a go it's pretty they're cool. kind of expensive they are expensive but, you know well and cool. then it's like a one time like what do you do you're gonna take it apart after no you're gonna leave it like yeah mine's apart in the box <laughs> oh really well uh there's a reason i i did take it apart so my daughters could try and put it together oh, that's cool. and then they did something wrong and there was pieces left over so i trashed it again but because that was my plan is i was this like i'll take it apart to me. yeah <laughs> i was like i'll take it apart so that you guys can have a shot thinking mm-hmm. to myself that it would be back in the same state but then they had pieces left over and i'm like you have done something wrong so i have to <laughs> you know you're never going to figure out no without disassembling it went. entirely and spending another exactly whole thing on it. so but if you I, were to do it a second time does it have the same appeal or is it like a one-time thing where it's really time, enjoyable. No, I think that if there's enough time in between, yeah. I could definitely. It's been a while, actually. Now I think I could definitely spend a day off doing that again. Yeah, like you've forgotten about it enough that it would seem new again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're super complicated. Oh, they are. Level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the next time, the next time she like texts me and is like, you know, I need some ideas for John for like Christmas mm-hmm. or birthday. I'll be like Millennium Falcon. Yes. Or well, and there's there's that, and then there's like a really cool Stranger's Thing set that ooh. I want. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as complicated, but it looks super sick. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would be cool. And that's the thing is like Saturn V, like I love rockets and space and like it's kind of cool to like tie if you can get a set that ties something you're interested in love anyway totally like like you love stranger things you probably love building that set i'm wearing a stranger things shirt right now there you go exactly (laughs) so that would that's what i love about it is when you can tie in the two things um it really makes it extra enjoyable because i don't think i'd have as much fun building like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say a lego set like just a random yeah although that's not true i love the city sets like the um trains and stuff anyway daydreaming um <laughs> how's your beer uh it's good it's like i'm almost done actually um it's a fairly tall can too so that's surprising like not a single I also sip. have a tall can this week oh yeah yeah i so see you're... i feel like we're generally in sync with like the beverage <clears throat> container um but yeah not a single sip have i been like oh then i'm a bar like not a single sip this hmm. is a lie that's pretty weird hey and it even says on the ingredients list, like, there is vanilla, there is coconut. I don't taste – there's cocoa. I taste none of that. Hmm. Maybe I'm just bad at tasting. Yeah, I definitely taste the orange peel. It's not it's not orange peel, but it's like a citrus flavor. <laughs> it's like a peel, like, floating around yeah, in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm chewing a piece right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. What's what's next? We got the uh, next. <laughs> well, we got to end the show, but that's like a let's fake end ending, the and then we talk for talk like twice as long as we talked about the game for. Yeah, let's just move <laughs> on to the fun stuff. All right. Um, so, if you enjoyed this uh, episode, um, please hop onto the iTunes store and rate us. Hop uh, five on stars. Up. It's called Apple Podcasts now. Up. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> iTunes is dead. iTunes is dead. Um, it never existed. Yeah, and. Uh, if you enjoyed the game, please share it with us. Uh, Derek, what's our Twitter handle? Oh, we are at Arcade Podcast on Twitter. And uh, you can also get right to me at Derek at Geekscape.net. Perfect. I always, uh, I-, I wish we got more like immediate feedback of what other people thought mm-hmm. of these games. Mm-hmm. So if you do. <laughs> the only real the feedback game. we've got so far is when I gave out some wrong information on episodes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so anything someone else. Took, so yeah, someone took the time to just let you know. Yeah. Uh, that was incorrect. Just so you know, you um, broke my heart because I was looking for this game and it's not there. Yes. Uh, but if you do play the games and you either agree or disagree, it would be great to hear more about uh whether people are agreeing with us or not and what is a game let us know (laughs) (laughs) yeah play this app and let us know if you think it should be called a game (laughs) all right till next time cool we will be back in just two weeks with lego builder's journey uh and until then uh i don't know keep listening to it and we're gonna talk about other stuff in just a second bye-bye bye feels like it's been forever since we've actually talked yeah you went to like disney world and this yep. fucking star wars land and just like i don't know i was just like you were sending me like pictures and videos and i'm like every time i saw one i'm like oh i'm so happy for you and i fucking hate your guts like i'm so <laughs> I jealous felt, I of felt, all, this stuff, all this i felt bad but like part of it was just that like i wished you were there yeah, yeah and then enjoying it because as we joked and say it doesn't listen to this podcast so i can say this she's very supportive but, <laughs> she doesn't give a shit about this stuff um that the, the cute thing i will say is that my oldest daughter listens every week when it comes out that is adorable i know she's she's like i heard mm-hmm. your podcast today dad and i'm just mm-hmm. like that that makes it worth worth it there um she's like does, but, she's like is Derek gonna trade me that uh iphone tennis max or what yeah exactly <laughs> that's true um, the answer is no i'm sorry uh i just can't do it <laughs> You, you, no, I don't like it as much as the other one, no. but I'm not. I regret it. Every, I regret my decision every day, but I'm, <laughs> you know, my hands are tied. Yeah. But the honest truth was I kept sending you pictures because, you know, oh, it was so like cool. me. Yeah. You appreciate the finer details of some of these things. And uh, especially in Star Wars land and my fiance who was with me, uh, I had a fine time, yeah. Um, but I don't think that she really appreciated the immense uh, effort that Disney has clearly oh, gone to incredible. to replicate Star Wars. Yeah, it was it was amazing, mm-hmm. and it, it. I've always loved Disney World and Disneyland and and all their stuff, and the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It just it's a whole nother level in terms of, I mean the the just the detail and realism. Like every other land, like if you're in Frontierland or. Tomorrowland, you kind of feel like, 
put your in a land at a theme park. Is it just because they're old, or what do you think the biggest difference is? I just don't like they're trying. Like it's just when you're experiencing them, it's evident that you're in an environment that's just not genuine. Yeah. But the Star Wars land just feels like you're in Star Wars. Okay. Like, okay, like a, a, a really, and actually say, a, a, as you know, to her credit, did notice, she's like, do you know, do you realize they don't play any music in this area? Oh, really? Yeah, because in every other area of yeah. Disney World, there's, there's speakers always everywhere music playing. Like yeah, even yeah. You, 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 you walk up to the ticketing booth and there's music playing. Yeah. There's just always music. But Star Wars land has no music. Yeah. And um, it's, those little details that are definitely there to immerse you more yep. in the environment and the ride that the, they have two main rides in uh, galaxy's edge uh, smugglers run, which is a similar mechanic to the already existing star tours okay. game. Uh, and it was fine. It's definitely um, designed to kind of like peak your nostalgia. Cause you kind of go into a millennium Falcon and it looks just like the millennium really? Falcon when you're in there, which is super cool. But the ride itself, in my opinion, is just kind of a rehashing of existing ride sure. technology. That being said, the second ride is rise of the resistance. And Derek, I, I would, I would for you, I'd pay hundreds of dollars to get you to go <laughs> on that ride with me Let's because like, I just, yeah, like it was, <laughs> It it's unlike any other theme park ride. It's yeah. almost twenty minutes start. Twenty to finish. minutes, wow! Yeah, yeah. Now part of that is because the Disney's always been very good about the lineup areas sort of being immersive. Sure, but they take it to another level in in this ride where some of the areas where you're you're really just still in the line are they're so immersive that you feel like you're already getting into the ride. Yep. And so, for that reason, it it's very long feeling, um, but it, it is is I and I don't want to say too much because if you do like like there's there's spoilers, but the the amount of like I'll tell you one part of the ride. Actually, no, I won't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. But like, there's one part of the ride which just makes your jaw drop. Really, in the scale of the environment, and it. it it, like truly, like I remember just looking at my fiance, just being like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" And you know, I like it was just amazing. Like yeah. you feel like you are in Star Wars universe in this ride. And uh, yeah, we. I, if I wish I could go with you, we need to somehow correlate next time you finally do make it there. I yeah. will fly down for a day. Is, is the like so because you were at Disney World? How it, is the Galaxy's Edge Park there different than the Galaxy's Edge Park at no. Disneyland? Or it's no, the they're same? twins. They're twins. Yeah, they're 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 mirror. They're yeah. they're, they're exact. Because going to California happens a lot more often than the zero times I've been to Florida in my life. Yeah, exactly. No, um, other than the fact that uh, Galaxy's Edge is in Hollywood Studios in Disney World. Okay. Um, as far as I know, the footprints uh, are exactly the same. And how, like, for instance, to, like. Noting that it has like two main attractions, how big is like Galaxy's Edge versus like it's huge yeah. compared to the other. So lines. what else is happening in there? If there's only like if there's two main attractions, what else is happening in this area of the park? Yeah, so there's a lot more. Um, like all the shop, there's shopping, of course. Okay, um, but it's very like immersive in the sure. uh, universe. Um, so like for instance, one of the restaurants. I think I sent you a video, but like the center of it has this huge scale um, scene where a robot is cooking these huge meat mm -hmm. uh, and the, the metal is being heated up by this like jet turbine that's shooting hot uh, heat onto the meat. And it's like, crazy looking yeah and um but like so like even the restaurants are super themed and uh all of the disney staff in that area are super themed as well um so there's lots of little areas around the land to explore um in terms of you know like sort of just scenery like yeah. well there's the millennium falcon for one thing yeah. just sitting there so you can walk up to it and you know get pictures of it mm -hmm. and it's like life size which is amazing so so yeah, when you do go, I I, I will fly down. And go with you. <laughs> I just cool. so badly want to yeah. want to be there with you. Did you, did you um, like buy anything specifically there? No, no, no. We spent too much money on the trip. <laughs> I, I I have there, one there of those. Of uh, they have those like Coke bottles that look like the thermal detonators. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I, I have one of those. I had a, uh, an old coworker go down and they brought me back one of those, which was pretty cool. Yeah, there is some really cool Star Wars yeah. stuff to buy. Um, oh, and then there's the other stuff too, like um, the you can. Um, there's two events that you can pay extra money for. Yeah, one of them is uh, you go on this kind of experience and you build a lightsaber. Right. Um, and then there is another one where you go on an experience and you build a droid. Really. Um, yeah, and they were both. Unfortunately, by the time I realized yeah. they existed, they were both booked up the days that we were there. Do you? And they're really expensive. Yeah, because I know the lightsaber one. You get to keep the lightsaber. Do you get to keep the droid as well? Oh yeah, for yeah. Sure, yeah. How big? No, how big one. could that droid be? Um, they're probably about a foot tall. Okay. Yeah, people were carrying. They come in a little droid, custom droid. Oh box really? Oh, that's so cool. And yeah, and the lightsabers were amazing. Yeah. Looking. Of course, people were walking around with them. Oh, the other thing that happens in the Star Wars uh, land. Uh, or galaxy's edge is that there's always like scenes happening uh like stormtroopers walking around yeah and then like at one point kylo ren landed and came out of like a like one of his ships and like was looking for ray what, what do you mean he landed how does he like like the ship well, actually comes down really land no okay but like it's like static and then all of a sudden it like comes to life and okay. he comes out yeah and then he's looking for ray and he comes right out into the crowd and it's like obviously they've got the voiceover done by um what's his name adam driver yeah exactly um and it it looks just like him and then he's got imperial soldiers with him and everything and that's pretty neat uh, it was very very cool so yeah it was amazing and i highly recommend it <laughs> and the one thing that was interesting is the queuing system for this ride mm. So normally when you go to Disney World or Disneyland, you can, uh, in some cases, use a fast pass. Right. Uh, you get a certain amount per day and you just book your time and then you can skip the lines. And that's like they, everyone that goes can like choose a couple of you get, things. You get to, three a day. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and now you can book them like weeks out. So oh, there's wow. less available than last time. But they are not using that system with Rise of the Resistance. Um, they have a special boarding pass system. And so for this, um, essentially what they do is they open up um, the ability to join a boarding pass the minute that the park opens. Okay. So we went to the park an hour early. I think I sent you a video of like Oh, you did. It was insanely busy. Yeah, there's literally thousands of people waiting to get in. That being said, there didn't seem to be much advantage to... Well, I I believe you have to have already um, swiped into the park. Okay. Um, that being said, we were there an hour early and like definitely it wasn't, didn't seem to be the hiccup would be getting into the park because the park isn't open. They let you in at seven, but nothing's open. Oh, really? And then, it, yeah. And then at 8 a.m., they basically activate the ability to join this uh-huh. queue. And it was crazy because I, um, screwed up and only added myself. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Cause you, um, I, I adrenaline and everything you have to <laughs> tap like your name of course is like, tap, she doesn't care then, anyway she doesn't care anyway yeah but then in the disney experience um app which is the same app you use to like make reservations or or, oh, right, or get your yeah, fast yeah. pass it had my fiance's name there but i didn't tap it and i was just rushing through and so i joined and then then i went to go i was like shit i don't you know so i went to go try and add her but then it created her uh as a separate group mm-hmm. um Long story short, the boarding passes for the entire day fill up in about, at least when I was there, and this is a month and a half after it opened, they fill up in the first um, 90 seconds. (laughs) Sounds like Comic-Con. Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) Now, luckily, we were in separate boarding passes, and we found this very nice guest services lady, and she was able to add, say, a fiance to my boarding pass. Um, So, we got to ride it together. But um, I just thought the whole queuing system, I I can't imagine the... um, demand on their server when everyone mm-hmm. activates that app and is trying to join but it was it was awesome i can't wait for you to go at some point well and then i didn't even read i didn't even know that there's like a whole like pandora area as well yes yeah, so that's in a different park that's okay. in an animal kingdom yeah um and that was our um probably second favorite ride and it is also renowned um as one of the world's best theme park rides as well um it was amazing. It was like, okay, so we, we talked a, a couple episodes ago about VR, or was yep. it last episode? Uh, very recently. Yeah, so this is like VR on like, like but real life scale. So yeah. you, the concept of the ride is you pair with a um, avatar on oh, a banshee. no way. 
Yeah. And you actually get in and you sit on this kind of bike shaped apparatus and then it like, it literally locks you in like, um, and you like merge with this avatar, but like your, the ride, um, mechanics are, you have like this life-size screen in front of you and you're wearing 3d glasses, but like, it's so crazy because when you're flying on this banshee and you like are flying over a waterfall or a wave you feel water hit your face no way and when you're flying through the forest you smell the forest and when you're flying by the ocean you smell the ocean (laughs) and it is when you drop because of course the device you're on so so are you wearing a headset or something you said it's like no no okay it's like vr except the the screen is just in front of you oh i see okay and the device you're sitting on is um moving yes okay Anyways, I think that was probably actually my fiance's favorite ride. We we paid for the after hours pass um, a second time and went and we rode it. We rode it like six or seven times. Really? Yeah, because it was just so good. That's and, cool. Um, it was amazing. Well, and then I saw like a couple days after that, I saw someone posted it on Reddit. It was just about the animatronics at the Pandora area, and it was just like a little video of one of the like um, Avatar people i can't remember what they're called Um, but uh they were just like moving around and like doing something and i was like that is like incredible it looked amazing yeah the star wars ride has a lot of animatronics Mm -hmm. as well and and you just they look so good now because you can you know of course animatronics never used to have motion capture or anything right um but they're they're amazing like you can't i don't want to tell you the spoiler but there's (laughs) one part where there's like so many animatronics but they're standing there and they're just um but they're just ever so slightly animated. Yeah. Um, and you're literally questioning, are those real people? Really? Yeah. It was very cool. So I, I mean, I'm a Disney fan. Yeah. And through. And, you're just watching. Um, you're watching Disney Plus all the time, from what I, <laughs> from what you've told me. Yeah. Well, I honestly, Disney World is one of my favorite places. Yeah. I, I, you know, you just said to say uh, today, like I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to go back. And yeah. We were just there. So. Well, and I have. I like I've not been to Florida so I've not been to Disney World I've been to I went to Disneyland once when I was like 15 and I don't Mm -hmm. really remember it um I don't know if it's normal to not remember that much stuff from that age (laughs) but I don't really remember it um but I really love Universal Studios and I went to Universal Studios just a few years ago after San Diego Comic-Con um and I would love to go to like Disneyland or something again uh as an adult just to kind of experience it now because I feel like it would be totally different than being a 15-year-old with your family and that sort of thing. Well, and that's the thing is people are always like, yeah, but isn't Disney World more for kids? And and just just I want to add, like, Universal Studios is really good as well. Yeah. Um, I think Disney World, for me, is really a special place because they are so detail-oriented. Sure. In a way that I don't think Universal really is. I mean, Universal has great rides, but Disney is like... Like the whole park is... Like, it's like... It's like why we like Apple, right? Like it's this attention to yeah. detail that like if you just sit there for a second and take it in is insane. Yeah. And, you know, from that perspective, Disney World is, I think, a, another level. Mm-hmm. And I know people always ask me to like, well, I've been to Disneyland. It's basically the same. And I was, you know, I was in Disney World this time. And one thing came to mind that like really s- kind of gives an idea of the difference in perspective um, or size between the two. So Disney World has a transit system. And oh, they wow. have 700 buses that are free. Yeah. But they have 700 buses. Yeah. That is um, like Nanaimo where I live. Our city transit system has 30 buses. <laughs> so, you know, Disney World has almost 700 yeah. buses and they run like like everywhere. But that's how big it is because they have to have their own transit system right. to get people I, from area to area. I feel like area. though, like how much time do you need to really experience it all? Like I feel like part of the appeal of, not that Disneyland is small, but it's like if I'm going to California, I could I could go to a park in Disneyland. Whereas unless you're like, unless you are going specifically for Disney World or something like that and are going to put X amount of time into it, like how much are you missing type thing? Well, you're, you're, you're calling out exactly why Disney world exists because it is designed to be an end to end. Yeah. Like, like you could just long. go with just there. Whereas, yes. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we spent, um, three days there and I could have easily spent twice as long easily. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's, that's, that's what Disney's done. I mean, that that's why they have multiple parks there is because, um, they want you to come because of course, 
the food there, the souvenirs, everything is incredibly expensive. Yeah. So it's like, it's expensive to be there, but it's expensive to eat there and stay there. <laughs> yeah. But they've, they've built it so that you can fly in on a Saturday and stay completely seven days and experience different stuff every day. Yeah. Um, and spend all of your money for your vacation with them. So it does feel a little bit. Like, that's one thing with Disney World is, like, it definitely feels like they're holding you upside down and shaking you yeah. to try and get your change out of your pocket, like, every single coin out of your pocket. Because um, they're, they're very good at getting your money. <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said, love it. So Yeah. We talked a few weeks ago about you buying a Kindle. Oh, yes. Yes, and I had sort of said I was hemming and hawing yes, on the idea. I... So, before we went on... Uh, this trip, I said, you know, what would be a perfect time to try this would be uh, when we're traveling to bring a Kindle with totally. us, you know, on the plane. And even, you know, we, one thing with Disney World is you've got like hour long waits. Um, oh, so and it's ha- pretty portable. Exactly. So I ordered it. I had three days and, you know, before I left and it never came. <laughs> <laughs> that said, it also didn't say it was going to come. And you were like, I think no. it's going to come. <laughs> I know. Well, that's true. No, you know what was frustrating is when I started doing the order, yeah. it said it would arrive by Friday and I needed it there by um, Saturday. Yeah. And so that was fine. But then when I went to actually place the order, it had shifted. So I still I, I still tried, but it didn't show up. Sure. That being said, uh, it worked out because <laughs> at the time um, I ordered two of them and they were $119 each. Yep. And then we canceled it while we were gone because I didn't want to eat up you know, a week of my 30 day trial. Yeah, Cause you weren't sure well, if you were going to like it or how it was going to go or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to like, if 30 days went by and I wasn't using it, I was going to send it back. Um, but the good news is we got back and it was funny. My daughter, she's like, uh, she brought it up. She's like, by the way, I saw those Kindles on sale. Oh really? So I went on and they were 80 bucks instead of one nineteen. So I bought four of them. Um, one for everyone in the house and I just wanted to say everyone's loving it. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. Well, oh. And you just got them like yesterday, right? Yeah. So my uh, 14-year-old says she's almost done her first book, what? which is 400 pages. Um, and I read a bunch last night. Yeah. And uh, my other daughter who never reads and I'm always begging to read. Yeah. Because last time I checked, she was like 25% through a book. And I'm just super impressed with them. Yeah. What do you think the like... Like for instance, all, uh, you know they have cell phones and and do they, yes. do they have iPads as well? Yes, they do. Like yeah, other things they can read on. What do you think the difference has been? I mean, it could be part of it could be like, oh, it's this new exciting thing. But the, what exactly? Do you think? And I've thought about that, but I think there are some key differentiators. They even being younger have picked up on the fact that uh, it's easier on their eyes. Okay, and I fully agree. Um, I, I feel like I've never thought like even still like using my Kindle so much, um, lately for me, I'm never like, like I'm in front of a computer screen for work all day and, and on my phone and whatever. I never, I'm like, Oh, my eyes are more comfortable reading on this Kindle. To me, to me, there's just a difference in the, the natural feeling of like, it's so close to paper. Sure. In terms of how it looks. It is. Yeah. And it's not reflective. Yeah. And just the like like all the kindles we bought they have the light in there and the first thing i did was turn them all all lights off because it looks to me it looks more natural obviously the light is beneficial if you're sitting in the back of a car and you don't want to turn a light on or you're in a well i don't think i think on these devices they're not you're not meant to use the light unless it's needed it was interesting that it came defaulted to on though i don't remember yeah and it also to a pretty bright level so i was pretty surprised by that but um I think they're, so they're picking, they, they mentioned that, that it was easier to re, uh, read on. They mentioned the, the weight aspect. Oh yeah. Um, it's very comfortable. It was a big plus. It's very lightweight. You can easily hold it with one hand. Um, I think mine's probably lighter than my phone, which is surprising, but it's not as dense. Yeah. And then the ease of putting the books on there, you know, I was, I mean, you know, not doing the uh, legal way of necessary getting these books, but I was able to get a book and send it to all four iPads yeah. or all four just Kindles, via email, just via email. And uh, that was pretty awesome yeah. like, to be able to just be like, Oh my gosh, this is a book I want everyone to read. Boom. It just shows up on everyone's Kindle. Yeah. And Oh, and the kids are also commenting on the battery life. Like oh, they yeah. put a lot of time on it already. 
and it's dropped like three percent yeah. or something. Yeah. And they all seem to live on bag, uh, battery anxiety. So <laughs> the fact that they can sit there and use it all day and yeah. Have, have it not kill the battery it's pretty awesome well and that's cool especially in the in in the sense of like for instance annie who you said doesn't really read to have already read a quarter of a book in like a day that's pretty awesome and i've like no joke in the past have been like i will pay you twenty dollars a book to just <laughs> read yeah. because it, to me it's such an important oh uh, totally um, yeah yeah and i also well, and it's it something was, that i lost for a long time too just because it felt like you know, it never felt like I had time and then, or, okay, I'm going to try to read on my phone and now I'm distracted after 10 minutes type thing. Like, well, the funny thing is, and we haven't uh, mentioned this, but the reason I was in Florida was a work conference was Mm -hmm. also there at the same time. And one of the keynotes at this uh, work conference was a guy named Neil and he writes the You Are Awesome book series. Okay. And um, it's focused around happiness and being happy in today's world because a lot of people aren't. Yes. And, in fact, he himself was not. Um, and But now he, he has lots of money from writing these books, and now he's very happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, in his keynote, he talked a lot about the fact that when these books started to become successful, yeah. he was not happy. Okay. Um, and the only reason he figured out how to get happy was to, he said, I better figure this shit out because people are looking at me to tell them how to be happy and I'm fucking depressed. Yeah. Um, but the only reason uh, he got famous, he, his story is very interesting. He was going through a super rough time and he started writing a blog and every day he just wrote, you know, something to be happy about, like the feeling of, uh, you know, a hot towel from the dryer. Uh-huh. Like it's all these little moments that, um, you know, we don't appreciate, but when you really think about them, they make you feel good. Right. And they, his blog got picked up to be published. And before he knew it, he was doing book tours and it was all about being like taking joy in the little moments and being happy. And it just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. And this, well, this is all happening. His wife divorces him and his best friend commits suicide and he's like super depressed and he felt like a fraud. So he, you know, he's a well-educated guy. He's like, well, I'm going to dig into the science of being happy mm. and came up with these strategies. And and I, I don't want to say came up, like researched, like there's actually, a, uh, I f- forget the name of the, there's a, a, an area of scientific study now based around being happy. Okay. There's a term for it and I'm forgetting it. Anyways, this is all tying in. This is very uh, long-winded. <laughs> but the one of the key things, he gave us a few suggestions on things that are scientifically proven to make you happier. And they, they were seemingly random. Um, and one of them was um, reading 20 minutes of fiction literature every day. Oh, no way. And this scientifically is proven to make you happier. And again, I'm not him. I, I don't have the keynote in front of me, but he broke down all of the the scientific studies of like blind studies of people who were on antidepressants and, yeah. you know, they didn't know why they were reading and what have you. And then they were rating themselves and the results were very positive. And there was a few other things he suggested. And his advice was to just do one of them. Don't yeah. try and do, you know, here's four things. Don't do all four. Um, but I thought it tied in coincidentally with the fact that I wanted to get a Kindle and get back into reading. Sure. And so, and also the interesting thing is that he said it specifically has to be fiction. Um, not that nonfiction isn't valuable to you. Um, your brain works in a very different way when you're yeah. reading fiction versus nonfiction. And um, so anyways, I it thought it worked out well to get the Kindles and kind of tie it in and try and do that 20 minutes a day at a minimum. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. What, uh, so, what nonfiction titles, is there like a list that you're looking forward to or do you have a bunch in mind? Or you, you mean just fiction with or one? nonfiction? Uh, sorry, fiction. Yeah, fiction. Um, well, I downloaded um, one game that I a book one that game, I downloaded for game. everyone. Like I yeah, already got game. distracted and I started playing games instead. Yeah. <laughs> um is Ender's Game. Yeah. That's why I said You've that. read that, which you've um, read before. I've read before, but I yeah. want to read it again. Yeah. Um and then actually the one I spent about an hour with last night was the first Harry Potter. Really? Have you read that before? Yeah. <clears throat> no, but I had seen the first movie and I did yeah. not like it. Um but um, you know, I just started by browsing the top read books in on Amazon right now. Oh, cool. That's and a good idea. The Harry Potter books, of course, are up there. Per- and, perpetually. Uh, my daughter, yeah. Um, and my daughter has read them all. Yeah. And I have to say, I'm enjoying it. Uh, they are not 
that the book that I'm reading is does not seem to be like the movie at all. Yeah. So I'm kind of confused, but I guess that's typical. It's often the case. Yeah. Have you read those books? Like when I was a kid. Uh, and I feel like I stopped at like four or five and I'm not sure why. I feel like at the time I thought that they were just getting like, like, I mean, if you look at them on a shelf, they get perpetually like bigger and bigger and bigger. And I just felt like they got yes. less focused. Um, yeah. But that was like, like I read the fourth or fifth one when it came out and then I just didn't pick up the next one when it came out. So, yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. I, again, I, it's top read book. So I thought, yeah, I'd give it a shot. I have a couple others. Have you read Lord of the Rings? No. And I also thought yeah. that I've read the Hobbit, but I haven't sure. read the other ones. I feel like Lord of the Rings. And I feel like I've talked about this before at some point And Jonathan was like, you got to read these books and he's going to probably say it so again. You but haven't? No, I've read, I feel like I've read like the first one or half of the first one or something like 25 times. <laughs> they always, then, they always seem like very daunting. Yeah. Books to me and and very, then I've like, just dry, fallen like, off. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a couple other books, um, just novels and stuff that I downloaded. I can't think of the names, but yeah. Um, it was, <laughs> it was kind of funny cause they're like, yeah, we can pirate books. And I was like telling them how, like when we were young, we used to pirate everything. Cause of course they don't, they don't live in that world anymore where, you know, if they want a song, it's just on oh, Apple yeah, music. And yeah. if they want to watch a show, it's on Disney or Apple or whatever, sure. Netflix. And, um, I was explaining to them that we used to have to pirate everything and, uh, books are like kind of the last thing. Yeah. It's interesting that it's interesting to me that no publishers have tried to, I mean, we've got stuff like audible for audiobooks and there's yeah. like, there's a service called Scribd, which is like a subscription book service that, doesn't have a lot of content on it from what I remember, but it's interesting that none of the publishers have tried to do like all in one. I mean, there's, there's well, prime, there's Kindle unlimited, which uh, I'm not sure how good that is, but um, it's funny because I mean, there's the... also libraries, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> how has no one tried to have right? a service? How is there not a book like, yeah. for free? <laughs> um, well, you know what's funny is books almost seem super conducive to it because they they would be really easy to gauge how much time someone was spending sure. on a book. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you, the other thing, too, is I think the big thing some of these subscription services are up against, like Spotify, is they have to pay every single time you listen to a song. Right. Well, how many books can you get through in a month? I mean, yeah, like, you probably many. are only compensating a couple of yeah. authors well, and would at part any given of, time. Would, would that as well be part of why something like that might struggle is like oh i don't think it's worth eight dollars because i can only get through a book a month or whatever whereas on netflix i can watch like 10 shows or whatever yeah that's valid yeah that's for sure valid i mean it, it is interesting that it seems to be the last sort of media um that doesn't seem to be working and actually if you compare it to apple news which has all the magazines and right. not doing very well yeah it's interesting uh, that that isn't doing well and is in a similar sort of uh, mm -hmm. vein. I really wish one thing that I really wish, and it doesn't seem to really exist in a good form is that I really wish that there was some sort of like, like if I could just purchase a book or, or some sort of Amazon service where it's like the, an ebook and an audiobook in one. Mm hmm. That would be amazing because I feel like at home, like I struggle with audiobooks. Um, and at home, okay. I, I don't know. I feel like unless it's you're like, a big podcast listener, I'm a big, so and I think podcasts are easier for me because it feels like a conversation. And the only audiobooks that have really worked for me are like autobiographies and stuff like that. Um, because it almost feels like a podcast. But I've tried a couple of like, like fiction audiobooks and I always feel like I, I'm just missing what's happening. And it, it, and normally the only time I would really listen to that stuff is when I'm driving. And I don't know if it's because I'm focusing on driving or what, but I always feel like I'm missing stuff. Um, hmm. And I don't know if that would change that, but I, I, I just wish there was a way, like if I'm at home and I'm interested in continuing this story, I can read it via ebook and now I'm getting in the car and it just knows where I'm, my, where I'm at and can just play, um, play at that point. And, and I wonder if that would like, I'm interested in it enough that I'm reading it at home. Maybe I can pay more attention in the car or on the bus or whatever. And Amazon does certain titles do have that capability, but you have to have purchased the ebook and the audiobook as well. Uh, and then it can kind of, so the technology like 
the service actually does exist if you buy both. Yeah, but there's no like single license that gives you the you know you'd have to right. buy the book twice essentially, and like like often the ebooks are cheap like seven eight ten dollars but the audiobooks are uh if it's but not even, your audible credit for the month it's like 30 bucks right and audible isn't unlimited listing right it's you have you basically pick one no you get a you get a credit per month and then you get uh which Ma- michaela's been she subscribed to audible probably three years ago and uses it constantly really so you get one credit per month that you can use on whatever book you want <laughs> excuse me and then often they have like like sales on additional credits or uh certain books that are super cheap or whatever so she she has been like a like she listens to tons and tons of audiobooks she loves them and then she's recently she just recently got a library card and has started it like augmenting her audible uh mm. books with whatever the library has available which the library is a bit more limited because it's like oh there's 400 people waiting for this book so it's going to be like three months or something um right. so she can kind of like get the book she really wants through audible and then whatever's available uh, to fill the rest of the month through the library subscriptions. Anyway, I'm super loving it. Yeah. And, that's cool. uh, stoked that you uh, encouraged uh, us to, or me mm-hmm. to try it out. And for anyone that hasn't, and also just like for me, it definitely was like a kind of a situation where I like judged it because the screens look stupid to me. I yeah. don't know. It's kind of like, you know, when everyone like looks at Minecraft and is like, ew. Well, like well, like how you it. used to look at Minecraft? Yeah, you mean? yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's right, Derek. <laughs> and then I played it and I had a great time. Yeah. Um, but I think the eating screens were kind of similar to me in that, uh, I don't know, for some reason, it, because it was black and white, it was, I don't know. It's like I automatically right. brushed it off. Right. And I'm just, I'm all I'm saying is, Learn from my mistakes, and if you are judging it because it seems uh, extra to have another tablet device yeah. in your life, it does fill us a, a different situation. Totally. I mean, I think you should check in with me in like six weeks. I will. Because then maybe I will say it's great that, that we I, have this platform where we chat ex- about specific things. Every exactly. <laughs> so we will see. But I, I do think that it's going to uh, – I did very much enjoy it. So yeah. I think it will be great. That's and right. at the reduced price point, then there's less uh, – For 80 But Yeah, to... mine was on sale when I bought it as well, which is part of why I uh, – Yeah, I for 80 bucks. Like, yeah. That's – like That's 80 different. bucks, even if I, even if you use it for a month and then never touch it again, it's not crazy. Exactly. You're not or much. at 80 bucks, even if you only use it when you're traveling totally, or something, yeah. Yeah. then I think it's a better buy. Yeah. So we will check in, uh, in a, like six weeks and see if yeah. I'm still reading, Let's do it. but yeah, cool. Yeah. You know what they, I, the one thing Neil said is that, uh, the best thing you can do is just tell someone that you're trying or a few people. So here I am telling everyone I'm going to read 20 minutes a day and in six weeks I'll be happier. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 